Hi, guys. Uh, so we recorded this episode last week, I guess, correct, Sean Fa? Uh, yeah. Joey? Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, some new stuff came out as far as healthcare. New this shit our, has come this to is light. our healthcare <laughs> episode. Um, so we referenced a lot about the non uh, the non-existent GOP plan, uh, which of course now everybody knows a little bit about. Nevertheless, it's a good episode, so enjoy. And we'll see you at the flip side at the end of the flip side. How does that? I don't know how words work. I'm we'll on the flippity flop. We'll, we'll catch you on the flip flop. We'll catch you on the flippity flop at Jeez. the end with more things. That was racist. Enjoy. Where's the song? And we're supposed to talk beforehand. Don't have to. When the politician keeps politicking, before you turn to a to How's it going, my little snowflakes? Welcome to politics. Jesus. Sean, do you want to call them what you want to call them? Politinkerates. Are you guys okay with I call them snowflakes still? Yeah. Yeah? Well, the connotation has not changed for me. I guess that's true. I think it makes sense. <laughs> for me either. I know. They yeah. are all individual You love people for their individualities and their nooks and Uniqueness. crannies. Yeah. True. I don't know about their nooks and crannies. Well, but. I wasn't. <laughs> they're metaphorical nooks and crannies. I'm into the crannies. <laughs> I'm into the nooks. <laughs> um, all right. Well, welcome to Paul Tinkering, guys. I am Sean O'Brien. With us, as always, is Mr. Joseph Bonnier. Hello. Howdy. Mr. Sean Fa. Hello. And we have a lovely special guest, Miss Megan Begley. Did I say that right? Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's the Chicago accent, and I'm not really sure where it comes from, so you and Sean say it a particular way. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to be true to the form. Uh, like uh, the Ed Jr., Ed Jr.? What does that yeah, mean? Ed Bigley Jr. Oh, yeah, I got of it. Of environmental fame. Yeah. Okay, you're right. That's true. Oh, <laughs> I know I know him from all the Christopher Guest movies. Oh, yeah. That's where I know him yeah, from. <laughs> Goddamn hippies. Um, Megan, how you doing? Great. How are you guys? <laughs> We're well. We're well. It's is it, it's, So is it... Are you just outside of Chicago or in Chicago? Outside of Chicago. Got I'm it. too scared to go inside of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so is Trump, apparently. But <laughs> yeah, We might as well give her a plug. Megan is the proprietor, along with her husband, of uh, Electric Tattoo in Elgin uh, for all of your ink and uh, body perforation <laughs> needs. Nice. In Carpentersville. <laughs> oh, Carpentersville. I apologize. Damn. God, get it your was, shit it together. Well, it was Elgin fall. that gave him a bunch of shit, so. Uh. Elgin gave you guys a bunch of shit for the... <laughs> Got it. We should have our plugs written out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's I, okay. I, I just tried. No, it was nice. Mm. Well done. So a little house cleaning or housekeeping, I guess. House cleaning. That's not a phrase. That's not a radio phrase. House cleaning? Housekeeping at the top of the order. Whatever. Top of the line. I'm not going to work. This is not going to work today. Just do your housekeeping. My fucking mouth is not working today. That's okay. Um, uh, remember you us, get that remember, fixed. Remember to, uh, <laughs> to follow us at Politinkering uh, on Twitter if you'd like. Uh, or you can also follow at Joseph Bonnier if you no, want. No, it's at Joe Bonnier. J-O-E-B-O-N-I-E-R. Okay, fine. That's God, fine. Why are you fucking uh, up? <laughs> uh, please subscribe, tell your friends, and if you can get a chance, rate us on iTunes, actually. It actually helps us get oh, yeah. uh, viewers. That'd be fun. Mm. Um, we are not sponsored by anybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I it might be nice by, to actually make a buck once in a We're sponsored by Redbreast, yeah. I guess, because yeah. I'm drinking it. Yeah. Uh, we're sponsored by Squarespace. Apple no, Jack. <laughs> no, 
we, we yeah. give money to Squarespace. Yeah. <laughs> we, we pay give Squarespace. Money to Squarespace. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, we, A tithing. We, we don't wear me undies, but we can, I guess, if you Jesus. want. No. <laughs> Stop giving up no. free plugs. They're not giving us money. <laughs> Anybody who listens to podcasts knows what's going on. Anyway, uh, guys, I have a, a very important question for you today Jesus. that is hopefully going to end in I don't know, man. Okay. So let me just... <laughs> um, how are you feeling? How are you feeling, Sean? <sighs> I how, got issues. How are you feeling, Megan? <laughs> I'm feeling great. How are you feeling, Joey? I'm feeling... You guys are feeling okay? So meh. I guess you guys don't need health care. It's not a thing that's important to you. I don't use it very Doesn't often. Matter, you don't use it. I, I guess you're feeling fine. Everybody's it. feeling fine. All right, show's over. I guess. Right on. Uh, let me just go on a little rant, guys. Oh, is Jesus. healthcare a human right? Should the government provide it? Who is the who actually cares for us? Uh, who ensure does healthcare ensure a stable society? How much does it actually cost? What are the central problems with uh, healthcare itself? Trump said it's complicated recently. <laughs> nobody knew that. So evidently, it is complicated. Let's talk about it. Nobody if that's knew. The case, what is the Affordable Care Act? Um, is the event is the individual mandate just? Um, will removing it really get more people covered? Uh, what it, what is the Republican Party's plan? Do they have one? What does quote access mean? I mean, is it like access to country clubs or access to a Lexus or access to a Ferrari? Um, do tax a Lexus do, like chick? Do tax credits <laughs> really offset the health the cost of health care? Uh, what is the benefit of allowing the purchase of, of health care across state lines? Um, can we just talk about explaining to the idea of tax credits as well? I mean, how does that work? Um, What's around? Right is it is it health is it a write off yeah I mean it doesn't Even help if you're not a, a working individual is. what happens if you don't get paid that much or if you don't have a regular paycheck does it have to be tied to uh, the government so I, I guess that's that's the question let me start off with the yeah, toughest one first that's the question yeah yeah how are we feeling guys uh, now are we feeling better are we stressed now are we... now I'm stressed you just made me really anxious well shit yeah. um, let me ask the first philosophical question just to get it out of the way yeah. um, it's been touted again and again um, is healthcare a a human right can is it on par with food is it on par, par with housing um is it is it a is it a right that that this is that society um owes its citizens yes thank you mm-hmm. that a stable society owes its citizens megan what do you think <laughs> um obviously you pay for food you pay for <laughs> your housing um you have to pay for your health care as well I think it should be accessible to everyone. How do we ensure that it's accessible to everyone? And what does accessible mean? You're asking me? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, obviously, um, you know, everybody has to be able to uh, be able to have access in their area. Um, I know there there are some areas that have problems <clears throat> getting certain types of health care. So I do believe that um, all, all all sorts of health care should be accessible in all areas. So you're not traveling hundreds of miles to get to uh, health care. Um, it should be somewhat affordable so that you can afford to do basic things. I understand some things are going to be more expensive than others. Um but it's you know it shouldn't be bankrupting people. Okay, so I, we'll go back to the first question, Mr. Fa. Is it a human right? Um, 
this is, you know, healthcare is is really probably the the biggest I don't know man episode that, that I feel that we've come across, okay. or at least for me, anyways. Um, you know, the the more you well, will, is the question, how do we fix it? You mean, or well, I mean, everything, everything about it. You know, okay. for I mean, even just this basic question of whether or not it's a right. You know, and the my libertarian heart is uh, against the idea of um, you know people just getting handouts and the idea of um, you know the there have been studies about people that have gotten health care since the Affordable Care Act, and they have seen actually increases in the number of ER visits. They, they, it was vastly predicted that they would be much decreased because people would have access to regular doctors and they wouldn't have to run to the ER every time, which right. is much more expensive but it's still sick than a doctor's care at visit. The than exactly, healthcare. and people are, you know, uh, more. I guess it's more sick people signed up than was than more anticipated, more or less. Well, or? The, the, I, I mean, if we want to just jump right into Affordable Care Act. The, the oh, okay. We don't have, okay. You're right. We don't have to continue with what you're saying. Uh, no, no, I can't. The, <laughs> the, the biggest problem currently with the Affordable Care Act is the, the mandate. So, um, the, Everyone's aware of. Uh, Let's table the mandate. Copy that. Let's table the mandate. I promise we'll get to it. God damn Joey, it. is healthcare a human right? If so, why? Um, I've been struggling. I don't know. Struggling is the word for this one, but I, I'm not quite sure. I've been waffling. Maybe is the word. Um, <laughs> okay. What no, is that? I don't. know What does that mean? Because I was recently waffle. watching the uh, the Bernie Ted Cruz debate on um, sure healthcare, yeah. and it was interesting because Bernie was struggling a little bit in some of these answers. Um, I think. I don't know if it's a right is the right word necessarily. Uh, I do think the government should be providing health care, um, mostly because I've, I, it, there's examples of it working in other countries with less population. So it seems like we, that's something we can handle possibly. Now, the problem is actually our budget sucks right now and has sucked for the past 30 years um, or more than that, really. Um, but it, there's just no room for it if we don't fix the other huge percentages of our budget. And I think that that's... That's part of it here because we really could afford to do this, I think, if we really were smart in the way we handled Social Security and Medicare and the defense budget, too. Okay. Because um, so we could make cuts to make it work. I think uh, – yeah, and I just think overall I do believe in the welfare state. If you're, asking, if you're asking a principled <laughs> philosophical question, I do believe that the government is responsible for its citizens' health care. Yes. Why? Um – um, oh, sorry. I'm not going – Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. That whole conversation was just bad mic technique. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sound guy. It was horrible. Okay. Um, He's just preemptive striking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm known to do that. I don't know. I think, the, um, wow, what was the question? I don't know. Why, why is it a human right? I mean, it, it's on par with feeding your citizens and housing and et cetera, yeah. it, ensuring the, 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 the welfare of your society. Why do you think the government has Mostly because the government has so much to gain in that sense economically for a healthier population. Okay. Uh, not just simple, like make, pe make the people happy, like economic benefits, like their labor force will be better you know, more efficient and there will be more of them. So, I mean, it's just, it's just going to cause more GDP for them. So, and more taxes and more tax dollars, which can then lead to an overall happier and healthier population in general. So I think there's a nice cycle there. Okay. Um, I just think that the government has a lot to gain by having a, an actual healthier population in not just the more moral ethical sense. When you say the government has a lot to gain, what, what specifically does that mean? I mean, economically, as far as like revenue and GDP and such. Okay. But I guess in, in that way, you're phrasing the government as an extension of the people then, correct or no? Yeah. Okay. Because not everybody would do that, I don't think. I mean, the government is an entity. Pay taxes? So it's a, 
Uh, no, no, connect, kind connect of an the government. And them so, sort of thing. Yeah, many people would say that the government is a separate entity, and and by allowing them, you know, the, to have their hands in. Well, I understand. It's, I didn't say it's not a separate entity. You asked me, is like, is it is it of the people? And I would say yes. Hopefully, I think. Well, right, but but you're saying the government has a lot to gain, and thus the people have a lot to gain. But that's why I was trying to clarify. Well, ultimately, that part. That's you all. know, a good economy benefits the citizenry, right? Okay, yeah, no, no, it's true. I mean, that you know, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm more or less just asking to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, the rising tide lifts all boats, right? So, yeah. so uh, Shawnee Megan, you guys were, were saying that it's not so much that the government shouldn't provide it necessarily. You were saying it should have access, but um, does the government have a responsibility to provide it for those who don't have access to it? And if not. How can we make access accessible? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, this is where I, um, I, I always falter. You know, this is why this is such a, a hard thing because you know everyone should be responsible for themselves, but then there is a certain percentage of the uh, the population that is uh, completely unable to care for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, at, at what point is it that we you know have to take responsibility for those that can't take responsibility for themselves? Um, you know, that, that's kind of the whole idea. To what extent? Of, sure. Yeah, and that's I mean that's the whole idea of Medicare and Medicaid essentially, and you know that. That's been a fairly well. Is it a number, successful... or is it a is it a percentage? I mean, what? Uh, how well, would you? What both would you of those it? are numbers. The uh, Medicare and Medicaid, specifically. Medi- no, I meant a, a, a sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just, me- Medicare is age sixty five, and Medicaid is essentially the poverty line. Okay. What is the poverty poverty line? I think it's like twelve thousand a year or something, something for like that, family. Correct. They're twelve or sixteen. I can't. Yeah, remember. somewhere in there. Um. For yeah, exactly. Um. Megan, do you think the government should add to you know should provide it in any capacity? Um, I would have to agree with Sean. I mean, there's a certain po- part of the population that, you know, we we have to take care of. Um, you know, where do you think that that, that, that line that is? I'm sorry. Where do you think that line is, though? I mean, we have the Medicare and Medicaid at 65 and the poverty line. Do you think that that's a good place for it to be, or should we adjust that at all? Um, it's possible that that should be adjusted. I mean, we're saying 16,000, but I'm not sure how that equates with families. Yeah. Um, I would have to see what those numbers are. Uh, obviously, 16,000 for a family is, is, is well below the point of being able to <laughs> afford any kind of health care. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, I, I do believe the, the elderly and the weakest, uh, you know, portions of our society, we, we do owe um, a helping hand to. Okay. So I, I guess we're all on the same page there. Um, then let, let's get to the, the nitty-gritty elements of it then. Um, what are the central problems with healthcare? If it is so complicated, what makes it complicated? What are the major questions? Why is it difficult for us to solve this problem? What are the problems? Um, take me. Go ahead. Anyway, anybody. Yeah, so Megan, I I think you uh, had some personal issue there. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think if you would have asked me four or five years ago this question, my answer would have been completely different. Um, But since then, I have been uh, on the Affordable Care Act. And so my personal experiences in dealing with with this program have deeply changed uh, my point of view. Um, at this point, I would like the government to be out of my health care. I would like more options. 
I don't want the, the government to be choosing what my health care is uh, and what my options are. In reality, uh, they claim that this is giving more access to people, and but it's given me la- less access to health care. Well, yeah. Let's let's start there. Can you talk a little bit about uh, your your experience with just just getting on plans and keeping plans in your area uh, since you guys switched over to the uh, the Obamacare, as it were? Um, how has yeah. that been different than you know uh, you you have experience in the corporate world, so I assume you're used to that yeah. you know HMO PPO world too. So what was oh, what, yeah. what did what did you see as like the difference coming from that world into that uh, the Obamacare world? Well, um, I mean, just my history in the past, I've had no insurance, I've had self-insurance, I've um, had corporate insurance. So I feel like I've had I've had all types of different insurance available to me and that I've used. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in corporate insurance. I decided to leave the corporate world. So along with that goes the insurance. Um, I decided to start my own business. So I, actually, I was excited. I said, wow, this is great. There's going the to be a dream. program for me. Um, to be able to purchase health care for my family. And so uh, year one wasn't bad. Um, it, I did, you know, I had maybe normal struggles with uh, the insurance company that I had, uh, not covering what they said they were going to cover, et cetera. But the first year wasn't horrible. Um then came the re- second year. Do you recall how many <laughs> options you had at that point? Oh, I had a lot of options. Um, there were, you know, probably five different carriers um, that all had different tiered plans. They are, there were HMOs and there were PPOs to choose from. And I was able to keep my existing doctors, mm. uh, which was important to me. And so I thought, okay, well, this isn't a horrible option. And was uh, the price? I believe I was paying about five hundred dollars a month for my family. Okay, so at that point, yeah, and you know, some some of the people out there might not understand if you've uh, um, never had to venture out and get your own insurance, but if you are in any sort of corporate world or basically working for any company with more than fifty employees now, they are required to pay a large portion of your insurance. So when you are making your you know hundred dollar payment a month to your insurance company through your paycheck, your your company is actually paying another eight hundred dollars a month or so they're paying about 80 percent so okay maybe another 400 dollars a month whatever it is but the your employer usually pays about 80 percent of your health care insurance so if you are to go out and just purchase it that's 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 certainly a 500 dollars a month is, is not out of line it's certainly a lot more than i pay being in the corporate world but it is uh yeah for for po- purchasing your own policy for a family is certainly not out of the realm of you know expectedness well, yeah, um, the plan itself, I mean, uh, it, the plan I was on in the corporate world was like the premium plan of all mm. plans that you could get. It was the best of the best. And, I mean, for a fam- my family, I was maybe paying under 400 for it uh, for my family and really had the best insurance possible. So, you know, I went from that to having uh, a mediocre insurance for about 500. But again, it was expected. 
And um, just quickly, when I you say it. when you say mediocre, do you mean the uh, the amount of coverage that you got? Like you had high deductibles, or was it just a um, uh, a bad service, like having to call and badger them to get payment on anything? Um, uh, it was uh, the high deductibles because. Okay before those deductibles are met, you're paying full price for everything. So right. in addition to me paying the $500 a month, if I chose to see a doctor, I was paying anywhere between 70 to $200 per visit. Um, and then I also had to pay a full price for any medications that I was on. So, um, you know, there really wasn't a lot that I was sa- felt like I was saving any money um, because I never hit my deductible. Okay, so that was year one. What what is it looking like now? Okay, uh, and so now this year I went to go sign up, and in my county we had one choice, which <laughs> serviced none of my doctors, uh, which my family um, would cost a thousand dollars per month around there, um, with a seven thousand dollar deductible. <laughs> That's a lot. And- <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. And again, so during, you know, a thousand dollars a month plus I can't even see any doctors that I want. And then I would have to pay for all the doctor's visits anyways. And then I would have to pay full price for medications. How did it end up changing? Was it just suddenly that one day, you know, the, uh, it shifted or what, how did this occur? Uh, well, yeah, year the, so the last year, um, the insurance company that I was with was called Land of Lincoln. And this insurance company was pretty much built on the fact that um, the government was giving subsidy, subsidies <laughs> um, to make up the difference. And so there were a bunch of new insurance companies that popped up and said, yeah, we'll take these, this money from the government. We'll create uh, a new health care program. And it went bankrupt. Okay. So mid mid year, uh, I you know mid year I read on the news, uh, Land of Lincoln's folding, it's going under, oh, man. and uh, anything that you put in you had towards your deductible is gone now. So you oh, have to wow. start off with another uh, carrier. So go go online. So at that point, I think on that plan, I was paying about I would say about six fifty, and then I had to go back and rechoose the plan, which ended up costing me over $800. Okay. Well, let me ask you guys yeah. a question. Is it, it, um, is the major problem with, of, you know, healthcare itself is that it's so tied to employment these days? Is there a way to, I, yeah, talk to me about that. Why is it always well, so tied? Um, it- I think, I think that, uh, if I'm, if I'm correct, um, it didn't start off with employers providing health care. That only came um, at a certain point when uh, employers were trying to attract employees. Yeah, it was uh, um, after the World War II, the baby boom generation yeah. started coming back. And, correct. Yeah. No, other, no other aspect of our lives is tied so closely to that, though, either, right? Am I correct in right. saying that? What do you mean? The uh, the hold that the employer has over us. Unfortunately, it, it's a lot to do with the cultural shift. So, you know, back after World War II, it was, you know, you'd go to work for 50 years, you'd get your gold watch, and you'd retire right. from that company. And so at that point, it was it was sort of uh, a, a, 
a rational decision that, you know, the company that you worked for for your it whole wasn't there, life. It was in everybody's best interest. That, that was the whole thing. Yeah, sure. it was, you know, it, first off, the, the idea of um, re- requiring uh, employment or requiring, um, oh, Jesus Christ, what is it called when you're required to ensure uh, workers' compensation? Okay. So it, it starts with workers' compensation and it ext- essentially extends from there. So workers' compensation is basically the fact that you, as an employer, you are responsible for anything that happens to your employees while they are in your employ. So any injuries that they uh, incur, you have to pay for. So that actually people kind of misunderstand that and think that that is only for incidents, but it actually applies to sicknesses as well. Oh, okay. So it, it was actually in their best interest to keep you healthy, to offer you as mm. part of your package, kind of what Joey was talking about, just the general good of everyone. It was, uh, first off became part of just keeping their factory alive, but secondly, it became a bargaining chip. It became mm-hmm. something else that they could offer as enticement to work for each other. Okay. Well, would it be go ahead, Joey? Oh, uh, you actually, are, I agree with everything you said. I was just going to correct one. It's probably not World War II. It's probably World War One. Uh, more like Upton Sinclair, nineteen nineteen, that kind of stuff. I health think. insurance appeared. Not health insurance. I'm sorry. More like a workers' comp thing. Like like, right, like, right. like workers' uh, conditions. Well, the like numbers I do factories. know. Health insurance appeared in America in about 1930, 1920, late nineteen twenties, early nineteen thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when people could start buying their own plans. Uh, it was after that, so it was still post World War One that we were, you know, that transition World War One to World War Two. Certainly. But I think you're right. It's post-World War II because we had all these manufacturing jobs. That's when it became more tied to employment, right, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm still confused. Why is it so complicated now, though? I mean, it, it, is it the fact that it's tied to it? Uh, if it, w- In other words, if it wasn't tied to employment, mm-hmm. would it be an easier situation? Would that, by nature, drive competition and thus the prices down? Or And then, you know, it, even, I, even still, if, it's, if it was simply just from the government, mm-hmm. that also makes it less complicated. But is that necessarily better? Would that, you know, there is no competition in that way? Yeah, but, that, that's the whole complication. So the tie sure. to employment is one of these many aspects of this giant plate of spaghetti or whatever the fuck we're calling it. There is, I don't know. Sure, dance, why not? Fuck it. I'm okay with so, that. You <laughs> giant know, plate of spaghetti. Yeah, but you, I mean, you, you, first off, you you have the fact that it's tied to employment and now increasingly we are uh, less likely to stay with one single employer for a long period of time. Right. We live in a town that is vastly Not driven. only that, the entrepreneurial spirit exactly. of America yeah. is to sort of create your own business and thus... Yeah, you know, and all of a sudden you are the, on par with a fucking Fortune 500 company, which doesn't seem to make sense. But. Totally, and the the freelance concept is you know something that is alive and well in Hollywood, but is, yeah. is stretching out to the rest of the world now. Right. So the the just the general concept is just no longer valid, essentially. So that that does need to go to the wayside. But one of the other big things is the the competition of interstate commerce. So every okay, yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. So so yeah, what um. What is the benefit of allowing purchase of healthcare across state lines? So, uh, right now, every state has its own insurance commission. Um, insurance commissions are extremely highly regulated. Um, so, and they are very different in each uh, each state. So, unfor- the the way that it actually works right now is that an insurance company is bound by about a two to three percent profit margin. So that means that whatever their revenue is, they are allowed to keep three percent of that. So they are not allowed. 
allowed to charge things, charge over. They have to be very precise about all of their calculations and what they are charging. Your premiums are literally based on what they paid out pretty much the year before or in years before. They literally cannot cook the books so that they can make more than 3%. They can lose more than 3%, but they can't gain more. So the, the problem inherently there is that it is in everyone's best interest to keep increasing the prices of everything because the pharmaceutical companies win because they're making more money. The insurance companies win because they're making a higher percentage off the more money that they're paying for these things that they're then charging you the premium for. And of course, the hospitals and doctors win because they are making more money. So it's unfortunately on that side of the table, it is in everyone's best interest to keep things going up and up. Yeah, it's I guess that's the weird thing, too, as far as just a simple supply and demand element. I mean, everybody at some point will need health care. Yeah. So I feel like the price will more or less always go up. Yeah. So is it regulation that can stop that from happening? Well, or it's how- also our populations getting older and older. That's true, too. Yeah. I mean, people need health care. So, <sighs> yeah, so but what- we pay more than anyone else. So You're right, of the- course. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go. Right on. Um, so the – I'm just trying to find my numbers here. Um, Seven. How much right do on. we pay? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, first off, if How we – How much does it cost? If we look at annual budget, uh, the annual um, uh, – cost of all U.S. healthcare is approximately $2.7 trillion. Okay. Of that, um, the government's portion, which is Medicare and Medicaid, is equal to about $1 trillion. So Jesus Christ. that $1 trillion that the government is paying for health in comparison to our our grotesque defense budget, our gross our defense budget is right around six to eight hundred billion. So we are that's pay- six it's about to be 650 something. But. It fluctuates depending yeah. on the year that you're looking at, you're certainly. Right. But you're uh, right. No, you're right. I, I was just looking at ranges from The Economist. And so yeah. one of the, the big factors here is that when I was looking up um, uh, bas- uh, the uh, fraudulentness in the insurance industry in general, depending on where you're looking, they're saying there are anywhere between 10 and 19% of defrauding the insurance companies and the government. So we're looking at, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 2.7, or I'm sorry, $270 billion a year that is uh, lost to fraud in the medical industry in general. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. It's expensive. This stuff. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So it's, then, how, go ahead, Sean. It, well, no, it's expensive, and there's a lot of places that it can be exploited. Um, there, there's not really a fix for this. But as, as I was saying, we do pay uh, more than just about any other country. So if you break it down per capita, uh, America is paying in the neighborhood of uh, eight hundred and uh, I'm sorry, eight thousand seven hundred dollars per year per citizen. Okay. Uh, in Switzerland Jeez. and Norway, they are paying about six thousand per citizen. In uh, Germany, France, UK, and Japan, it is three to five thousand per citizen. So th- there are m- much more efficient ways to go about things, but there is uh, the fraudulentness is often pointed to, and the the waste in the system is often pointed to. But there is just a a 
a misunderstanding of the American public of how to use the system. It is just so complicated that people end up, like I was talking about earlier, they just go straight, straight to the ER, you know? So we've seen mm -hmm. an, an increase of people still not using doctors, but even though they're, they're on this Affordable Care Act, they are now even more entitled because they think that they should just be served anytime. Um, I can tell you from my own experience, I've tried to get a doctor's visit. Uh, I have Kaiser here in California and I had the uh, rye or the Kaiser? The uh, fat and weak, what a disgrace. Guess the champ got too lazy. Um, <laughs> so I had some problems with my wrist. It was like clicking and whatnot. And I had to get, I went to get a doctor's appointment and I could not get one for at least two weeks. And so, Jesus. yeah. And that, you know, that is supposed to be a decent, you know, a, a, a you know, a better HMO in this country. So it, in that case, it certainly makes sense that these people are just going directly to the ER when they have head colds right. and the flu. Or urgent and care. Or it, well, no, that's a whole nother thing, though. Okay. Uh, so, oh, Jesus, I'm sorry to get off on this rant, guys. Um, but, Do it. Uh, so Dr. Drew talks about this all the time. The idea <laughs> that um, he's a board-certified physician. I, 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 I know. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, the, okay. Uh, yeah. I really like Dr. Drew, for, for the record. I, right just, I do, too. Uh, but yeah, just the idea of the, this entitlement and these people going to the ER. But one of the big problems with everyone going to the ER is that the ER nurses are literally not allowed to tell people that there is an urgent care down the street because that is seen as denial of service. So then one of these other noodles in our spaghetti basket is right. the fucking lawyers. It's a spaghetti basket now? Sure, it's getting bigger. <laughs> It'll be cornucopia soon. I don't know. But I'm, I'm, yeah, so, I just don't know how wow. the basket and the spaghetti is going to work. It's going like, to gonna fall through the Gonna, yeah, they're going to pull through the holes of the basket. It's called a colander, guys. You had a bowl. It's a oh. sieve. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry. Well, fine. You you mentioned this, and, and we, we sort of threw it out there, but I, it's a silly question, but mm -hmm. what is the Affordable Care Act? Mm -hmm. Just break that down. All right. So the Affordable Care Act is the uh, Obamacare Act, or the Obamacare is the other version of it. So it or gave other, us a other name for it. Right, right. It gives us a few things. They are um, the same thing, is what I'm saying. Yes, yes. It's so, not like they're two different versions no, no, of one Obama thing. No, no. Obamacare is the, the Affordable Care Act. Okay. Um, honestly, well, if you really want to break it down, Obamacare is actually the mandate of Affordable Care Act, but that just kind of got lost to history. Um, Correct, yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it, the Republicans named it Obamacare for that matter. That's true, by the too. Way. History belongs to the people who make the nicknames. So the victor go the spoils in this spaghetti basket. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the first big things that uh, Obamacare gave us was the idea that uh, children could stay on their parents' uh, policy until they were 25. Okay. I thought so, it was 26. Uh, 25 was the numbers I was seeing. But, okay, I think it's uh, 26. It's okay. Uh, okay, whatever. Cool. I could be wrong. Five, six. Looks yeah, it does shit not doesn't matter. matter. But this is part of that mandate. So this is one of those big problems with the, the Affordable Care Act that I was referring to earlier is the fact that it was sold as the way that we were going to be able to give these uh, – insurance companies enough money to be able to pay all of this extra stuff we were asking for was the fact that we were going to require every citizen to have insurance. And if you didn't have insurance, you would have to pay this tax. So this is actually how this law became legal. It's actually, it was considered unconstitutional to make all of the country pay for insurance. Well, it was, it, its constitutionality was questioned. It it's, was never considered unconstitutional. Um, it's just, it was under question and oh, then it went to several, oh, it went to the Supreme Court. And well, okay. 
according to the Supreme Court, the reason that it is constitutional is because it is a tax. If it was not, right. but we'll know that that's a, a flip-flop. So Obama pitched it saying that this would not be a tax, but as soon as he started hearing from the Supreme Court that it had to be a tax, oh, correct. Right. all of a sudden now it's a fucking tax. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So I'm sorry. it's, I see it's just that, you know, that, that slidey, lawyery bullshit. Sure, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's how <laughs> He is be. a constitutional law professor. Exactly. So, so he should have known that shit. But anyway. Mm. <laughs> so you, we, you can, we can get you can't sell it to the public as you can't sell it to the public as a tax. Right, right. But you can sell it to the courts as a tax. Yeah. So the, the big deal is that um, everyone was supposed to have insurance, which means that traditionally, uh, we'll say kids between the ages of about 18 and 30, 35, just didn't have health insurance or in large mass didn't have, didn't go out and purchase health insurance. So the idea was I that- I didn't. That's yeah, oh, there, I've spent many years without it. And there, the, the mandate was supposed to make people go out and get insurance. So now all of a sudden the insurers would have a larger pool to pull from. What was the benefit? of the mandate the benefit of the mandate is getting more people in the insurance policy. And the idea is they're after with going after the younger people, you are basically fleecing them of money. So you are going after the people that don't need the insurance until they actually do. So right. in general, younger people don't use healthcare anywhere near as much as older people. And that's why they've never had insurance. But that means that now there is less money in the pool. So by making these young people purchase right. insurance, we get more more money in the it premiums. It is essential to the plan. It basically. is. It, 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 they, it, the without Obama, the individual mandate, it doesn't work. The math so, does not work. The math yes. doesn't work out. Um, so was the individual mandate justified? That's the real problem. I mean, is it okay for a society to force... Um, sorry. Is it okay for a society to force um, its citizens to purchase... The Supreme Court okay. said it was okay, so I'm going to go along with that. Okay. The problem is that the uh, the mandate was not enforced. So the issue is that it was supposed to start out as a um, basically a tax credit, uh, or I'm sorry, a tax ding of about seventy five dollars the first year, and over a course of about five to ten years, it was supposed to grow to a two thousand dollar tax basically right. if you did not have health insurance. So that kept getting overridden and overridden, and now Trump just completely. Uh, executive ordered that away. So people are not supposed to be paying that tax now. And so that money was, the carrot was never there and the stick was never there. The stick of having to pay this tax just went away. And then there was no reason for these young people to pay and getting into insurance policies. So then the insurance company didn't have enough money to actually support all of these things that they were calculating that they would. So that's why Megan is losing insurance companies in her area because they were were told that they would be getting so many people in the doors that all of these young people would be paying for all of this new shit that everyone had to do, right. but those young people never fucking came, and the, the government never delivered on their promise of bringing the young people to the insurance companies. So everyone kind of screwed the pooch. Okay. Uh, well, so, I, I mean, the, if from Go, oh, Joey, were you saying something? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Sorry. Me, no, Megan, you still with us? Oh, yeah. Got it. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure. Sorry, I heard a little click. A I just wanted to, I wanted to double check. Um, well, well, will removing it? Okay. Well, so first of all, we said that the courts are cool with it, so we're cool with it. Are we all I mean, okay with it? I mean, it just, uh, is that fundamentally, just a, I know that your, yeah. your default is law of the land, but I mean, fundamentally speaking, right, right. I, I would certainly argue against a mandate, okay. but my bigger argument is that the the system itself just was based on that, and that didn't follow through. So okay, it's, sure. it's it's fucked no matter what. So we need to figure something else out. Megan, how do you feel about the the idea of the individual mandate? Is it justified? Is it okay for the state to ask? that i mean you, you previously said you know you 
kind of want the government out of the health, out of, you know, government's hands out of it altogether. Is that part of it or is that a sort of sidebar or a side note? Um, well, I mean, I guess I could just take from like what I've been observing yeah. from those around me. And a lot of people are like, oh, screw this. Uh, I'll take the hit on my taxes. It's not that big of a deal. Um, this healthcare is garbage. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to save money by not right, getting correct. on this yeah, healthcare exactly. plan. That's the thing. I mean, it's, it's whatever's in your best interest. I mean, if, you, if you're not sick, it doesn't appear to be necessary to, to sort of pay this extra tax for no fucking right. reason, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, and the, and those cheapest plans, I mean, ugh, here's another story for you. Um, one of my coworkers, um, got decided to get on pretty much the cheapest plan he could get. It had a $13,000 deductible. So really didn't cover anything till $13,000. His wife gets sick, goes to the emergency room. Uh, when she's there, uh, you know, they ask her, do you want us to do these tests? Do you want us to do this MRI? Of course, at the time, she's not thinking. She says yes. Uh, they get a bill oh, for $12,500 right underneath that deductible. Um, so, you know, he's just like, what, why am I even paying for it? That yeah, I, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, no. And the craziest thing is that after that, he called up the hospital and said, <clears throat> I can't pay $12,500. This is, this is crazy. And they said, okay, well, we'll write it like you don't have insurance. Exactly. You're a cash mm -hmm. payer. And now it's $6,000. Yep. It's unreal. It's yeah. unreal. Well, Let's. Are you no, no. I was just going to go off on that exact thing. Yeah, that is. Go off. That, on that, yeah, go. I mean, that is that is a, another portion of the spaghetti cornucopia. The uh, <laughs> this idea that you know we are. Uh, I mean, the. <laughs> the system is just fundamentally flawed. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's fundamentally flawed. It's certainly fundamentally well, complicated. Well, the way that, that billing, I mean, billing, medical billing is so complicated. Yes. Um, that is that is one portion. Now, my husband went, he, he's been to the doctor maybe two, three times in the last four years, whatever. Yeah. But he, he decided, you know what, I'm going to go in for a physical. So he goes in um, and he's just saying, you know what, my, my wrist is clicking or something like that, you know? And the doctor is just like, all right, I'll talk to you about this. But technically, because of this uh, Affordable Care Act, I can't talk to you about that. In this visit, you have to make another visit wow. to talk about your wrist. <laughs> Even though you're there for a physical, I can talk to you about the physical things, but I can't talk to you. Really, I'm not supposed to be talking to you about your wrist. Uh, you have to make another appointment so that we can bill your insurance differently. Yeah, we, let, we we can we actually do have a friend of the uh, a friend of the pod, I guess. I don't want to use another <laughs> podcast term, but uh, one of our politinkering regulars is a doctor, uh, Joey's mom, Who's Nancy. That? Oh, we can let's give her a call. We, okay. we, we may we can ask her some questions as far as some of the advantages of why should we go to the doctors? When should we go to the doctors? What? All right. We'll see. We'll see what she says. Yeah, what you know, maybe she can clear some of this up. Hey Joey, how are you? Oh, hey mom, stop. how's it going? Good. Good, good. Can you turn her up a little bit? You need to. Can I what? Uh she's all the way maximum here. Uh, uh we're you, you're on the air. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Okay, that's nice. Cool. Hi Nancy, can you hear us? I'm at Rachel's house. Say hi, Rachel. Oh wow, you're with, with her. Hi everyone? Rachel. Hi Rachel. He's on the radio. He's on the radio. <laughs> it's not the radio. It's like it's <laughs> internet radio. It's What's good. going on? I know it's not the radio. We're, talk <laughs> we're talking about healthcare now. 
boy. <laughs> yeah. So we were thinking about just getting your opinion just as a doctor, that kind of thing. Um, do you have a specific question for her? I, we, have a, we have so many, as always. Do you want to just continue uh, where we were? No, so we can... well, I guess the real question that we're, that we're sort of at now is um, when should we go to the doctor? Let's just start there. When should you go to the doctor? Yes. Uh, well... I think once you turn about 18, once, you, once you're no longer in the pediatric office, maybe from the age from like 18 to like 25, maybe every year. Okay. If you're going to college, you're going to need your, you know, your vaccinations, that kind of thing. What, what am I um, going to be doing there? What? what, what why, why am I going every year? Well, you're going every year because well, if you're between the ages of 18 and 25, you're going to be going. You're going to be in college or not. So you're going to need vaccinations, right? You're going to need um, some sexual uh, information to protect nah, yourself won't. against certain things. You understand that. Um, for uh, STDs, I mean, that's when you're yeah. most sexually active between those ages. And you're going to need your, you know, your vaccinations and physicals and stuff like that just once a year. Well, how about after 25? Yeah. Well, after 25, um, every two years, perhaps. Okay. You know, so it's, you know, it's I mean, safe. You're, not, you're not usually sick. Those, that, that age group between 25 and 35, you're usually reasonably healthy as long as you're doing your own little physicals and checking yourself out and stuff like that. Sean, Unless you have some, uh, some kind of problem. What you know, maybe we... you've been too much in the sun. You see something like a like a mole or something, or you check your private parts, make sure there's nothing there. I think between the ages of 25 and 35, you're usually reasonably healthy. Okay. So, what would we be going to the doctor every two years for then, if we didn't need? Um, uh, just a physical. You know, uh, listen to your lungs, talk I... about what's going on in your life, that kind of thing. Maybe some blood work, perhaps checking your vitamin D levels, checking you make sure you're not anemic, that kind of thing. And of course, you're going to the dentist twice a year as well. That's important. Okay, so uh, once again, this is this is healthcare rather than sick care. Mm. Most people go to the doctors just when they're sick. Yeah, I certainly do. Yeah, I, I think most people do. Is, is there an argument to be made for going for going sort of regularly? I mean, wh why should we go so regularly? Well, I think that also uh, you should have some kind of rapport with your doctor. Oh, that's that interesting. They know, yeah, that's that they true. know you, that they know uh, uh, your your lifestyle. Uh, if that's you're a taking great supplements, point. you know, it's not, it's to see a doctor just to be ill. That's, that's, that's Mom, okay. Yeah. I but don't I think... mean, it would be nice to say, hello, Dr. So-and-so it's me. I'm not feeling well. Can you check me out? That is such you know, a that kind fantastic of thing. And they'll point. know your family history. You know, they, they need to have a family history, smoking history, sexual history, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's I don't very think important. Once I stopped seeing a pediatrician, I don't think I've seen the same doctor twice in my adulthood. Yeah, me too. Oh, really? Yeah. But don't you feel funny about going to a doctor just because you're sick? You kind of don't know them. They don't know you. Oh, yeah. You. 100%. Oh, that's why I don't go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Me that's too, the Mom. Problem. I don't go. That's everybody. Nobody goes. Yeah. You, Nancy, you're our doctor. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> I know. By the well, way, Nancy, what do, you, what do you think I had for lunch today? <laughs> What'd you have for lunch? Uh -oh. Did you I, have tuna fish? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did listen. not. You listened to his doctor. <laughs> I, I listened to my doctor. I, mom, I, wait, I have a question for you, mom. So yeah. I don't think people really realize this. I think it's interesting that you're a DO. You're a doctor of uh, osteopathy. What the hell is right. that? Exactly. So can you, you explain know what that is? Can you explain what that okay, is for so, a second? Uh, Do you, uh, and, uh, hold on. About, also, 100, okay, about 100 years ago, osteopathy was started in England, and it was mostly just um, manipulative medicine, kind of similar 
to chiropractic, but a little bit more. And then what happened, it became more um, uh, manipulative medicine plus um, uh, medication. So, and then it came here to the United States. And it became a doctor of osteopathic medicine. So we do, we learned uh, what MDs learn, uh, medicine, uh, physiology, you know, all that kind of stuff, plus using a manipulation. Now, the old-fashioned DOs use manipulation usually when they saw people lymphatic drainage, you know, using, uh, you know, neck, uh, neck manipulation, back manipulation. But it became very difficult to do as time went on, because we weren't getting paid to do it. So hmm, they were a little angry they didn't get paid to do it. Because that's so considered a chiropractic unless service? You were, unless you were just uh, did osteopathic manipulation aside, and then you did medicine together. But there used to be the osteopathic hospitals. There used to be osteopathic hospitals because the MDs wouldn't let the DOs in. So they had their own hospitals, hmm. and there used to be an osteopathic team. And they had their own so schools, me, obviously. Right. They had their own schools, but they also had their own hospitals. So if you came in, let's say, to get your appendix out, the person, the surgeon would do the appendix, but there would be a team that would go to your room and they would do um, lymphatic drainage on your lungs or they would do massages, you know, for your back because you were you know, recovering from surgery. So that was wonderful. Mm. And that's how they got paid for that. But do you think it makes oh, sorry. The, the, the DOs felt very um uh, second class, like second class citizens. So they wanted to join the MD hospitals. So there was a, a, a clash uh, about probably about 30 years ago when they finally allowed the DOs to join MD hospitals. And then what happened was the DO hospitals collapsed. Hmm. And now the, there, there are no regular DO hospitals. We, we're we're um, combined DO MD hospitals. And are you still practicing? No, I'm not practicing except on Rachel, Joey, and my family. <laughs> but you just retired, like recently, right? Like last I year? I retired uh, a year ago. Yeah. Oh, I still so- have my license, though. I renewed my license. I have my license. I've been going to conferences. I, I'm going to, I think what I'm going to do is work some locum tenens um, in in July so I can. What does um, that mean? I'm sorry. I don't yeah. know what that means. Uh, that means that I'll be at. Um, I want to work. There's a doctor in Philadelphia that just needs somebody on Thursdays. So I think like in July, I may go to Philly and just work every Thursday for four weeks. And I'm doing that awesome. because. Where are you going to stay? Are you going to stay with Aunt Lisa? Yeah, either. No, I'm going to stay with uh, Randy. Oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> what? I can either stay with Randy or I can stay with my sister, Carol. Okay. But if I, but if I don't, if I don't get a paycheck as being a doctor, I can't take off my, um, my conferences as deductions. Uh, yeah, and my conferences. My conferences are very expensive. So my conferences are five hundred dollars each, and I usually go to about three a year. That's kind of to keep get, up. Sorry, to keep up, to keep up my um, my continuing medication, my med- continuing medical education credits. What? If I don't get those credits, I can't keep my um, board certification up. But I have to keep my board certification okay. up. How has how has the Affordable Care Act affected uh, you well, as a doctor? Yeah, for for me, of course, you know I'm I'm retired. When I worked, I worked in a very, um, I would say, uh, <laughs> you don't have to be politically uh, correct. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to be political. What would you say? A very poor neighborhood. Yeah, it's a poor neighborhood. And most most people were on Medicaid 
or if you, they uh, did have jobs. What, what, what were, neighborhood, mom? You can say the exact neighborhood. They can look it up. Google it. No, no. I mean, they were they didn't work. So <laughs> yeah, they it's were like, it's welfare, like Port, the Port Richmond, Aramingo neighborhood of Philadelphia. Yeah, it was, North it was a poor neighborhood. It was yeah. a poor neighborhood. And the, the Affordable Care Act really helped them because they were able to afford the Medicaid always had insurance. They always they get Medicaid insurance. But there were people that worked part-time jobs that never had um, insurance from them. So they were able to afford medical care. Some of them only paid like like 50 like 50 cents a month because they didn't make that much money wow okay, so okay. they uh, we took all insurances no matter what at my at where i worked so it didn't whatever insurance you had i never turned anybody away i was really upset because you know i've, I've been going to doctors here in uh, los angeles and i my doctor i go to a very nice female doctor and she recommended um a rheumatologist for me what is a rheumatologist again? Because I have osteoporosis. Right? Uh, so I called this woman's um, this woman's office, and the office manager said that they charge three hundred and fifty dollars administration fee just to see me. Wow. That's not including my insurance that wow. I pay. Her. Seems like a theme we're having today. Yeah, really. So, well, it sounded it sounded illegal to me, but it's not. And I said, forget it. I'm not going to you. I'm not paying an administrative fee for you just to say hello to me. I mean, I, that's ridiculous. I never, I never, I've never encountered that in Philadelphia before. That's so interesting. So she's weeding out certain people that can't. I guess she's weeding out the poor people who mm. are refusing to pay three hundred fifty dollars for her. Anyway, I'm seeing where, another doctor. Where was this? In LA? Her name? It was in it was in the Cedar Sinai. But oh, okay. I, I found another doctor at Cedar Sinai that will take my insurance. It's not a problem. Okay. But I never, I never encountered that before. I've never heard that in Philadelphia. Interesting. I mean, all the top-notch doctors—they all take all the insurances. I've never heard them charge an administrative fee. So, do you know why that would be? Why is it that some doctors just refuse to take certain insurances? Is it just because they because they they don't feel they're getting paid enough money? Oh, they're so just, literally, they just give greedy. them a menu. They're being greedy. Okay. They're, oh, okay. being, they're, they're being greedy. Wow, shots fired. <laughs> well, she, she, she tells it like it is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. Let's face it. I mean, this. I have good insurance. I have Blue Cross Blue Shield. This woman was going to take my insurance, get a forty dollar copay plus i had to pay 350 dollars out of my own pocket for her to see me administrative fee that's ridiculous actually i called and and talked to the uh office manager and complained that doesn't do anything but. <laughs> so, so i mean nice. I, uh, well, well as broken as it is i mean what, what do you guys think is the republicans plan from here on out i mean it, it, i this have is... no idea what <laughs> yeah, they, they, they plan everybody to die so that they can take over the world. There'd <laughs> <laughs> be nothing to take over. <laughs> it's hard to say. Them, I mean, so they want the U.S. and Russia. Start speaking Russian. Do you know how to speak Russian? It's Trostvoitje. You better start learning how to speak Russian. You'll do fine, Mom. You can you can cook borscht or something. Yeah, yeah. Borscht is not that bad. It's just some beets and cabbage. You like borscht, don't you, Mom? I don't like beet borscht, no. Didn't you, I, I like beets, but I don't. Oh like yeah, there's borscht. there's plenty of different ones. That's right. Oh, there's okay. cabbage borscht, but with, with you know cabbage and like tomatoes. Mm, gross. That's good. But <laughs> well, I don't like. I, don't I, like I guess first things first. As far as the Republicans' plan, they want to eliminate or eliminate the indiv individual mandate, right? Um, right. Megan, Sean, Joey, Nancy, what, what do you guys think? I mean, is is that going to be? First of all, is that really going to get more people covered by eliminating it? Will it will it really get more people covered? In the end. Th that's not the intent of it all. Um, what do you mean it's not the intent of it? 
uh, the, the, the intent of getting rid of the mandate right. has nothing to do with getting more people insured. Right. It has everything to do with people not paying another tax. Okay. So it, it's the getting rid of the mandate only means that there's no longer this IRS penalty for not having insurance. Right. So they've basically taken away the stick. Now we don't have the carrot. So now no young people are going to sign up for insurance and the system is going to fail even more. Okay. So, so that one fails. Just, what is I, the replacement? Like I said, they just want you to die. They don't really do well, okay. then what's the replacement? Sure, sure, we can repeal it. That's fine. Yeah. And and we can go to a completely privatized system and imagine the fact that it will drive the prices down. What will drive the prices down? How do we ensure competition and not, and not corporate greed? How, how do we you, make those work? I don't think work? you can do that. I think insurance companies could care less about driving the prices down. They're okay. going to drive oh. the prices up. Yes, exactly. Why? Why? Yeah, tell me. You guys tell because me. There's, because there'll be no competition. They're, they're not going to drive the prices down. That's not their intention. Their intention is to drive the prices up. I'm telling you, they want you all to die. They don't care about you. <laughs> well, how do we how do we ensure competition? That's Mom, the real question. Because so if, we, if we could theoretically make it work. No, but it's true. I mean, the Affordable Care Act was working very well. It had some problems with it, but it was working. People had to get insurance. You couldn't you couldn't go broke. Uh, having to pay a hospital like for for a horrible disease or anything. I don't know. Maybe you. I mean, me and, and you can, couldn't be turned away. From <laughs> I the hospital. think it was working well for I mean, some people, and I think that maybe the clientele that that, that she was ha- seeing definitely benefited. Uh, it's not helping the middle kids, class. Are they going to keep the? Are they going to keep the? Uh, uh, insurance for kids up to 26 with their with if they're they uh, prob- in college. I think they will. I think they've been saying they will actually. Unfortunately, yeah, it seems like they're they're making two of those promises. I think. Unfortunately, I don't believe Nancy is able I to hear me. I don't believe anything they say. Oh my! <laughs> oh, okay. That's why they're interrupting. Okay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, there's a little bit of a delay. Um, Megan, Sorry. you were saying something earlier. Say it again. Um, I said I, I can understand that uh, maybe on, the clientele she was seeing that it was actually helping them. Um, I don't believe that the it's been helping the middle class. Uh, it's been hurting. It's hurt me. It has given me less access to healthcare. I can't see the doctors that I like. I, you know, it's really, it's really, uh, I think, hurt my access to healthcare. Okay, uh, Nancy, did you hear that? Okay. No, I, I didn't hear it at all. Um, it, it, the, the that's okay. Mom. Unfortunately, currently, it, 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 it doesn't help some parts of the country in the as far as the middle class is concerned. It, it, it can definitely help. Um, the 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 lower income individuals, but the middle class, it doesn't seem to be helping, and and in a weird way, it can make you bankrupt. Um, the the new act, the new act coming up, or the uh, old act? The old act, the current, the current, the well, the current Affordable Care Act can make you bankrupt. I it can. Think so. it, well, it depends on what insurance company you have. Um, Megan, is that correct? Am I right in saying that? Well, but you you Hold live on, in California. Uh, the California. Um, dot org, whatever. What is it called? Cover yeah. California. Cover yeah, California. Yeah, yeah. I think that it, they're very reasonable. It really as far is. As... No, it's totally reasonable. But, so but that's just California. Okay. That's the problem. So like it, with 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 uh, Illinois currently. Um, it, well, more, more specifically, just in specific parts of it. Um, right. It's county by county. Yeah. Right. Because county if, by I, county. if I lived if I lived two blocks over the other way, I'd have more options. Exactly. So how, how can we how can we ensure that that works? As far but as you I, know, for everybody, it's silly. It's silly. Why? Uh, why two blocks? I, it makes I, a difference. I, I don't. I've never been on the. Um, okay, that's true. I, I'm, I can't exactly hear what you're saying, but I don't, haven't been on the national uh, website to see how much it costs. 
but if if you're it seems to be that it is are you saying it's too much money yeah for, for a saying? lot of places yeah, yeah for it's, a lot of it's places. so strange i, I and there's not a lot of choice, california's that's... been working great for since it came up california has personally for me and for everybody for most of the people i know yeah. who've utilized it, it 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 has been working wonderfully um but for a lot of parts of the country um it, and it, in this case illinois it is not working at all um oh. so so how I guess the real question I, I, is. I only know the, uh, the only my only experience has been obviously with Pennsylvania, which has been working very well. It has. And okay, good. California, and Cal- Pennsylvania has been very well, but of course, I've only worked with people in the lower uh, socioeconomic class. Yeah, I haven't no, worked it. with the middle class now. But but I have to tell you, when I worked at uh, I worked for a hospital, mm-hmm. I thought they were very fair because. If you made $100,000 or more, you paid more for your insurance than a person that made 20000 to like 80000 So there was a step down. So we had the same insurance, but if you made more money, you paid more. You paid more into it, which I thought was pretty fair. Uh, uh, you people, socialist, course, you. <laughs> yeah, well, I am a socialist, sort of. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know. Hello. I don't know what you would call me. But anyway. My mama. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm your oh, but, stop it. but but I think that was pretty fair. So I think that maybe that's the answer to your question. That if you make, you know, they have to do it by 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 your income. But if you're going to take so I, away I make the penalty <laughs> of not having it, then what are you going to do? Well, the real question, yeah, I mean, it, it, so it, is that not a decentivization of of succeeding in a business in a weird way? I mean, is it better for you to make less money in order to get better health care? No, I mean, obviously not. You don't want to do that. I mean, anybody I know in anybody I know that was on disability uh, because they couldn't work, they didn't want to be on disability. They wanted to work. Okay. Most people want to work. They don't want to like sit around the house. They don't want to be disabled. They want to work. It's There's true, maybe yeah. a small percentage of people that take advantage of the system, but I think most people really do want to get out there and work. Yeah, yeah I, I I generally fall on this on that opinion as well. I I know a lot of people who don't though, who who think that it you know it is kind of just easy if it, you know if everything's provided for you, is it not better to just sit back? I mean, everything's good. You're getting fed. You're getting health care. You're getting whatever you need. Um, yeah, but you're not. You're. I mean, you're not getting. What? Okay, that, I'm getting that's a small percentage of people. I don't think most people feel that way. They want a little bit more out of life. Yeah. I, that's what I feel. I, I, I tend to agree with you too. Um, it, it's hard to say what the number is. Um, well, either way, it's going to get repealed. So, what are we going to do about it? Now, uh, now, I don't know. Here's the real question. Um, it, it seems to be tax credits. Tax credits are the big buzzwords these days. So, from everybody's <laughs> perspective, do tax credits really offset the cost of healthcare? I mean, does does that help? Is are tax credits the answer? How does that work? Well, actually, more specifically, before we even get into that, how do the ta- how you know? Can can you guys just explain the idea of tax credits? Hold on, how, just, how does it pay for? Let healthcare? me say bye to mom before we get into this. Oh, okay. Uh, Is it not working? The thing? No, just I'll talk to her later. We'll finish up without her. Oh, okay. Mom, I love you. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye, guys. Love Thanks you, for Nancy. Us, Nancy. Thank bye. you so much. Take care, Sean. Sean. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, thanks for being on. And Megan. Bye. Take care. Okay. Bye. 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 Sorry, Megan. Couldn't hear <laughs> yeah, okay. you. I feel like that was tough because you were just like hearing. Sorry like, about that, guys. Yeah, the technical difficulties were just yeah. It was, yeah. I, ironically enough, they, they weren't hearing each other. So yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, anyway, so let's let's talk about the tax credits. Um, can, can anybody explain what the idea of tax credits are going to be for the, for the the future? I'm guessing that you know you're going to be able to write some portion of your health care expenses off in your taxes, which I'll take any type of 
credit available because as a business owner, I pay like double everybody else in taxes as well. Right. So you can add that along with the extra health care right. that I also yeah. pay for. Well, yeah. And the, the kind of screwed thing is those of us that have, you know, the corporate insurance with our employer paying a large portion, we get to use our pre-tax money to pay for that health insurance plan that is largely subsidized. So you, you guys are getting screwed again by not being able to use pre-tax money to put into those plans. So a lot of that, that idea of giving that tax credit is basically just saying that, yeah, now you can write off what you, uh, you are basically just not paying income tax on what you spent on your medical expenses. So is uh, it just a new write-off? I mean, if you're not, if you're not a working individual or you don't get paid that much, I mean, you don't have a regular paycheck, how does it work then? Right, right. No, that's, it's certainly nothing to help those people. The, well, how the, does it, so, okay. So then they're just by the wayside or do they fall on the, do well, they, no, and then do they have to like fall into the poverty? I mean, where does it work? No, no, it's many facets, facets. So, you know, the, the solution that helps, there you go. <laughs> the, the solution that helps Megan's problem is not going to be the same solution that helps the homeless person's problem. Okay. The tax credit might be helpful for someone in Megan's issue in a situation because all of that money that she is spending on those, uh, those insurance policies and their deductible and things like that, if that becomes tax deductible, that's, you know, 30 to 40% she's getting back essentially from not having to pay the taxes on the money that she earned to pay for that. Right, but what about the people who are making like kind of 30 to $50,000 a year, but just, you know, uh, freelancers working, not, you know. Well, that that certainly still helps them. I mean, they they essentially, yeah, because they're still not having to pay income tax on the money that was spent on uh, on that insurance policy. So if you really think about it, when you earn money, the government is taking 30% of it at least, okay. 40% depending on what state you're in. So if the government takes 30%, that means that your money is now less powerful. So you have to pay 30% more for anything that you're purchasing. Now, if you take away that that tax on that money, then that money becomes essentially 30% cheaper. You are not paying income tax on the money that you're spending. It's basically just how a tax write-off works. So someone in their can, it's not something that they can purchase it. It's just that the, that tax credit will allow them to purchase it, more or less, you're saying? It's that they—so we have a progressive income tax. Right. You are taxed more based on how much money you make. Right. So first off, that means that you're paying a percentage. You're also paying a percentage based on your income bracket. So one of the things that the tax incentive can do is say that you spent—let's uh, say you spent $10,000 on health insurance this year. That $10,000 is now— But you not, have to pay that up front, though, correct? Yes. Well, I mean, just like any tax. Or just like that's uh, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it would be a a income tax refund essentially for that person. Okay. So you know, you would pay your ten thousand dollars, and then the government would say, "Oh, we can't charge you income tax on that ten thousand dollars that you spent on health insurance." So here's thirty percent of it back that was withheld from your paycheck. Well, okay, but but what's to stop people from just not purchasing it? Because they they they're they're like, well, I'd, I'd rather just hold on to that ten thousand dollars for now. And if I get sick, pay it and whatever, fuck it. Right, right. That that's certainly another option. So okay. with, without the uh, without the stick of the mandate, that little carrot is not going to be enough incentive for that person. To Isn't want that just to more of a stressful situation for most of the people in that bracket, though? I mean, they're going to have to you know keep the money aside, or they're going to. It's I, also the idea that that will drive I mean, up prices and and they'll go to the emergency. It's, that's it, the other problem well, too. No, yeah. get, the tax credit does nothing to change anything that's right now. All it does is give you a bigger tax refund at the end of the year if you choose to purchase it. 
If you choose to purchase insurance, yeah. Right. That's the problem, though. Right. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It does nothing to incentivize new people getting insurance. If okay. you if you already deem that it's not worthy for you to spend money on insurance, then no, that tax credit's not going to be an incentive, surely. Okay. But it is going to help the people that do want insurance. So, but but of course, then now the incentivization of getting. Well, we agree that most people ought to be covered. It just seems that no. just helps richer people, doesn't it? Doesn't seem to help wealthier. I mean, tax brackets. <laughs> If you guys want to get into the history of insurance itself, yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, so it all goes back to Lloyd's of London, the uh, coffee shop in London, England, where basically the the way insurance started was a bunch of um, a bunch of ship owners and captains were would lose a ship at sea, and that would be extremely detrimental to that person. So they decided that basically everyone would kind of put money together in a pile, and if someone had a big loss, they would take that money from the pile or everyone would be responsible for pitching in for that loss. Mm -hmm. So it was basically a a way of gambling on a shared risk so that not one person was put out of business by a storm and the ships could continue to operate in a useful and helpful manner to the world. So that principle then gets extended out to all sorts of other things. So insurance itself is just essentially a gamble. It is someone saying that I think that if you pay this amount of money, I won't have to pay more than this amount of money out on you. And it is a collective gamble. So we know that, especially with health insurance, unfortunately, it is an age-based thing. People at the end of life are going to require a lot more health coverage or a lot more money spent in health health, uh, uh, providing than someone in early days of of their life. So that is a, you know, if you look at it from a gambler's perspective, a young person Person has absolutely no cost to benefit ratio to uh, in to go into this system, but the system is completely dependent upon the, that young people and that money coming in, or else the giant pool of old people are just paying for themselves, and that becomes exponentially expensive. Well, I, I guess that even goes into a larger philosophical question as mm-hmm. far as is is insurance itself justified? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, oh, I think it's it, it is gambling. It is the stock market. It okay. is uh, that's what an actuary does is look at numbers and figure out how to make them all come out right. And just so the insurance company gets that three percent, they get to pocket. Sean, you are blowing my mind today. <laughs> This is lovely. Sorry, we found his like golden niche here. It's oh, uh, oh have I not mentioned that uh, this is cumulative knowledge from the not one but two insurance companies I have been fired from over a ten year span of my life. A long time ago, (laughs) you mentioned that, and I said we need to hear more about this. And I think now's the time, my friend. Talk to us about this a little bit. Uh, so this is um, – let's talk to you about the my insurance experience. I don't or care at this point. Talk to um, me about whatever you want to. <laughs> uh, well, the, the firings are not really that uh, monumental. That is all based on a system called stacked ranking, which is a bullshit system that anyone in customer service is aware of. Basically, uh, at portions of uh, fiscal years or you know random whims, the higher-ups decide to cut away 25%, and they you know just pick the random number that they're going to enforce. So most of my uh, uh, most of my firings revolve around my poor customer service scores. By poor, that means I would get nine stars and not ten stars. People, if you're rating your customer service people, make sure you give them ten stars because anything other than ten doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Okay, <laughs> that's the moral of the story. I, I believe good. Megan can attest to that. She was a, uh, a, oh, a yeah. similar, yeah. <laughs> she was doing yeah, the firings. Yeah. <laughs> like at Verizon, uh, when I worked with them, they had a, you know, 
um, a system and hey, rate rate what you are, and it's pretty much yeah, ten is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just standard <laughs> customer service. But um, yeah, so uh, I might be the only person in the world who enjoyed doing customer service. Jesus fuck, you enjoyed? I, I didn't enjoy it all is, the time. Well, hold on, hold on. But I actually, First of all, what do you mean by customer service? Like tech support, customer service for like returns for like tablets. Wow. And okay. Stuff. So yeah, legit. Yeah. Like this mm. shit's fucked up. Help me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Why did you? Are you a masochist at heart, or what's going on? I liked the idea. <laughs> um, I called it a turnaround, where you Bright basically eyes? take the person who is super angry at you and screaming at them, screaming at you. Bright eyes. Oh, oh. wow. Total. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I didn't get that till a little later there. Every now and then. I follow. Continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, I call the turnaround where you get someone's really fucking pissed at you, and then you uh, you you know you sweet talk them, and they uh, like you at the end of the phone call. Okay. Cool. I had a few of them. I was known as the champion of turnarounds. Okay. Right on. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I, I I still feel dissatisfied as to what the Republicans' plan is. I don't know what that is. I'm not sure how tax credits are going to really <sighs> offset the cost of health care. I understand how they can be beneficial. Um, but but let's try to answer another question real quick. How can we ensure um, the 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 price of co- of healthcare going down? I mean, is it and more specifically, I guess, how do we ensure competition? Is that just tied to the you know cross state lines thing? What, what how, talk to me about that, guys? State lines would certainly be helpful. Okay. So you know, again, this is a like Trump said, uh, who knew how complicated this could actually be or whatever. Who it knew? Is. Nobody exactly. knew. No one knew. Which so, just means I knew, and that's so lovely. Guys, he's presidential. <laughs> it's fine. He's very presidential. Actually, the last speech wasn't too bad. Don't guys. get into this. Uh, is an evergreen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so the what were we talking about? How do how do we drive the prices the ah, price for healthcare down? Yes. So uh, the the cross state lines will certainly help. Increased competition will certainly help. Um, there also has to be a recognition of the fact that our system is fundamentally flawed. So the idea that we are paying these sort of randomized pricing, uh, as Megan brought up the story earlier about her friend that was able to go in and say, "Oh, we're just going to put you down as having no insurance," right. and then we basically cut this price in half, and that is all to do with the the way that insurance companies, the way that hospitals, the way that drug companies make their money. And so then that filters into the lobbyists, which filters into Congress, which filters into basically everyone wanting to keep this system alive. So there is no uh, real incentive except for on the part of us, of the people. Um, We kind of have to riot at this point. There is really no reason that people that they would have Relax to t- there, burn it down. Right on. So, <laughs> again, crossing state lines is good. We can also help things a lot by trying to curb a lot of the, the wasteful spending that is done. So, by consolidating things, if this was to be a uh, more Canadian style of a single payer of the one person going through, we could eliminate a lot of hospital staff. I saw a stat that said that uh, for every doctor, there are between two and four billing representatives behind them that are going through uh, contacting all these insurance companies and getting paid. One of the reasons that they can cut your cost in half if you don't have insurance is because that's cash on the barrel head and they don't have to spend all this time and money wasted chasing around a dollar. So, you know, they're just because of the, the a mass amount of bureaucracy from all of these different companies. And as Nancy said, some just, you know, some companies 
companies offer more money for one thing and some companies offer less. And if a doctor wants to be greedy, they will only take from certain companies. Yeah, I mean, everybody touts the single payer being the way to go. So uh, anybody have an argument against that? Or how, how does it normally work in other countries? Anybody? <laughs> well, I, I guess I can uh, kind of speak to that a little bit. My parents moved to Argentina which uh, they have universal health care there. Okay. Um, so there are some benefits there. Uh, medications are a heck of a lot cheaper um, than they are here. They still pay for uh, medi- medication, though, even though it's uh, considered it's, it's universal? It's a very small amount. Okay. So let's say, for instance, um, I take thyroid medication. I just went and um, it, it's about... $100 for me to get 90 days worth of medication. My dad was able to go there and it's like $5. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's, it's, it's drastically different. Yeah. Um, and, but um, part of the downfall is, is that the free healthcare that's out there. So sure there's free healthcare, but apparently nobody likes it. So they um, really, like specifically. Only people that have to have free health care can't get anything else do that. Otherwise, there's supplemental insurance plans that you purchase. So even though there is universal health care, they still are paying $900 a month there for this supplemental health care so that they can have the option of choosing what doctors they see um, and have you know, they don't have to wait as long um, for certain things. Do you, so know what the wait times, kind of, do you know what the wait times look like? Uh, I don't know for sure. I know my dad, you know, my dad pretty much was like, yeah, you don't want the free health care. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, wow. It's just not what you want. And so that that would be my concern is that, okay, we do universal health care. Our taxes all get raised. And then us as Americans, we are kind of particular, I think. And we're going to say, I don't like this. I don't want to be waiting. Um, My daughter's sick. I'm not going to have her wait a month to get get the surgery. That's a great point. It'll like suddenly implode upon itself because everybody just wants their nuanced, you know, Mm-hmm. <laughs> their their Hulu on demand, <laughs> then with their healthcare on demand all of a sudden, and it's just not. Yeah, work. I mean, people are going to say, "Wow, this is crazy! I have to wait for this. I'm going to pay more to to have this done quicker and faster, or I'm going to pay more to have an insurance plan that lets me do that." And so then it concerns me that we're paying extra taxes and then having to pay again for another insurance plan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is, do you think there's a way that 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 can work? The universal health care plan, like the single payer option. Uh, I see a lot of flaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, okay. Any, any Joey? What do you, you could probably. I, I think it can, it could work. I don't. I think it's difficult. Um, do you have an example of a system that you would want to emulate? Um. I like UK. Uh, I have some friends who live in the UK who enjoy their system there. Um, I have a couple friends in France who enjoy their system there. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Nobody be- enjoys anything in France. Yeah. You're right. They just smoke a cigarette <laughs> and be smug about it. Right. So yeah. th- those are actually two really different systems. I, I, ju- I can't really speak to it, to be honest. I just know I have friends from there, and, and they say they prefer that system than America's. That's all. Gotcha. Uh, just had they lived in America before? Just had, I'm not uh, challenging. For just a curious. certain amount of time. Some, some of like, uh, you know, a, a few years or so. Okay. 
Well, some of the things that we might want to look at from those systems, France has a system where they have a mandate like we do, or like we tried to do. There is a requirement for everyone to have insurance. One yeah. of the things about that, though, is the insurance companies are nonprofit funds, not necessarily insurance companies. Okay. So there is, le- I, I, you know, there is less of an incentive there for people to uh, exploit the system when the insurance company itself doesn't have that that profit motive as much. Obviously, we all know that NGO doesn't necessarily mean that something is, you know, uh, not in a um, uh, a greedy mode, but it, it, you know, for the most part, it is uh, a slightly more um, humane or socialist way to go with still kind of straddling that line of uh, of commercialism because they the people do have a choice of doctor in France. They have a choice of their insurance fund. There is competition. Um, the hospitals are private in France, which is different than the UK. The UK is more of a socialized healthcare where the doctors and the hospitals and the staff there are all uh, basically government employees. So everything is completely run by the government there. So there are flaws and benefits to all of these systems, but it's, it's unfortunately no perfect system exists. And that is really what the, the Republicans are up against right now. That is one of their, their big pushes in repealing the um, Affordable Care Act. Their hope is that it will make people and force people to sit down and agree to something. That is why they are pushing for the repeal immediately without having something to replace actually in, in the works, or I'm sure there's things in the works, but nothing actually on the table because they want that to be the, the incentive. If we repeal it first, then we have to pass something. We can't just sit on our asses for the next eight years. Oh, shit. I guess I have one final question for you guys. How you feeling? (laughs) Fuck, I don't know, man. I don't know either. Megan? I'm still feeling good. (laughs) (laughs) When the politicians keep politicking before you turn to excessive drinking, spend some time collectively politinkering with the show where I don't know, man. Cause the truth is, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know, man. I Well, if you guys are in the mood for a tattoo, um, head over to Carpenterville, I think it was, Carpenters. right? <laughs> Carpentersville, sorry. Uh, Mead, what's the name of the town again? Or I'm sorry, the, uh, name, of the Carp- name of the shop. It's Carpentersville. It's Electric Tattoo Parlor. Electric Tattoo Parlor. I pro- it's, it is now March. I would love to get a four-leaf clover. <laughs> and I promise at some point I will come there and get a tattoo from you. I think you got to uh, make an appointment like a year in advance. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's how things work, Sean Pa. Sorry. <laughs> Do you have a tattoo, Obi? No. Oh. No. If I got one, it would be a four-leaf clover, though. Interesting. Wouldn't know. be James Joyce's face on your ass or something? <laughs> well, now that you mention it. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Sean, do you have a fun tag? 
yeah, so quickly, all the things that we didn't talk about in the Affordable Care Act. It also creates a place where they cannot drop you. Uh, you also can't uh, be denied for pre-existing conditions. There is no annual cap. Uh, there is a requirement to co-insure, uh, but there is questionable legality. Questionable legality. It's the motto of our podcast. <laughs> Megan, thank you so much. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you. Cool. Uh, so anyway... That was like five seconds ago. We told you about the head, and then we didn't listen to the episode, so we don't know what you just heard. <laughs> we bet it was fun. I think I'm it was sure amazing. It was fun. I remember being there, but it was good. Joey, you didn't talk much, so let's give you a chance. Why don't you tell us about uh, Acha? <laughs> Acha. Acha. American <laughs> Healthcare Act. Yeah. Welcome to the end addendum. I, I can't with no. that one. No. no. That's just, I don't even have a drop. What, for can't this. we just call it an epilogue? Isn't that what it is, Obi? Yes, it would be an epilogue. Sorry. It's good. It's okay, Sean. An appendix. No. No, it would not be an appendix. It isn't necessary. I'll tell you that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Joey, tell us about the acha. So uh, it seems to me. Uh, seems this to is me... government. This is not. <laughs> the prop comedy of Sean This Spicer. is not. Okay. <laughs> This is bureaucracy. This What's is also not. sad is not only was it bad comedy, he went back to it the well like four times. <laughs> they jammed out. They jammed it down their throats. We're not going to jam this down your throats, okay? We don't like it. We, we don't jam stuff down did, your did throat. Did you see that, Sean Uh I didn't see all of that. I, I, I heard about this, and then I saw a J, JPEG. Oh, okay. And they are jamming it down their throat, <laughs> You by had the way. to qualify it as what file <laughs> format it was? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. All right, Joey, tell us about it. Oh, uh, it's... Um, well, it seems to be that it's a replacement for uh, Obamacare, except to me— A repeal and replace. It seems to me that uh, it's not that different, and I would say that I think it's accurate that a lot of the Republicans are calling it Obamacare light, Obamacare 2.0. It's not really Obamacare light or 2.0, It's but it's so what is it then, OB? I don't know. It's like a weird it just, gutted— It gets rid of the mandate. Yeah, it's— Well, well a, the mandate's already gone, but it instills a way for insurance companies to fund what is now missing because of that lacking. Mandate. So let's break that down. It's just so a after less sturdy version of it, I think. But uh, um, honestly, I think it is actually. You know, if this was what was originally rolled out, it probably would have worked better than what we ended up with. But because well, it has course, the connotation, that... what's that? Go ahead. Oh no, just because it has the taint of Trump on it, no one's going to want it to succeed. No, so that's it's not going true. To well, it, it doesn't have the same to. thing that they did with the ACA. That no, you know, they didn't want that to succeed either. Or, let me be clear, by the way. Fucking Romney care. I mean, Obama's. There's nothing right. I think I'm. I'm. Somebody else said this in a different podcast, but there's really nothing right to the Affordable Care Act, right? It, it's huh? the nothing only, right. Nothing to the right. Oh. oh, nothing to the right, politically speaking, of ACA. A, a, you know what? What the, the this was sort of the compromise. It's either you don't have what government insurance or some you just have basically it. right. Exactly. It's you're, like it was either the way you're it saying was. the right doesn't have any options or doesn't have. No, any I'm saying that the, th there were two options on the table. One, okay. we leave it alone because healthcare government should not be involved in healthcare. Period. Because it's a giant boondoggle. It's it's you name it down the line. I mean, the Republicans in general have we st we should have explained what it is before we started talking. I'm sorry, I got excited. I drank coffee. <laughs> but the 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 options on the table in 2008 when it first came down the pipe were either a you know a single payer system, which you know was was the the Clinton plan, et cetera, down the, down et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And then to then there on the other side, the Republicans were simply saying, you know, no, more or less, leave it the way it is. We can mm -hmm. try to reform some things, but more importantly. 
is government isn't you know or uh, healthcare isn't necessarily a right that the government needs to provide. That's their that was their standpoint, and mm. so the compromise was was Romney Care, which is what Obamacare ended up being, um, and that's what they rolled out, and that's what took a year of legislation and arguing to 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 finally pass the law, and now they've <laughs> so anyway. Um, we'll talk about what you know at the what comes down and probably another what ha- what has happening episode. But Joey, tell us what this plan is supposed to do. Well, it's, it's pretty much Obamacare to me. There's There are a few changes, though. I think it's clear. You can pretty much say it's the same except for these changes. What are the changes? Well, one, as you said, they got rid of the mandate. They included a 30% um, tax hike, or sorry, just price hike Surcharge. for you. Surcharge. That's a good word. There, yeah. It's D word. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. No, well, I, There are I, no I, synonyms for surcharge? No, I used to sell insurance. That's what it's actually okay. called. Sorry, then. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> Actuarial nerd. Okay. Exactly. Anyways, what was I going to say? Oh, you get paid. You have to pay that after two months, after two months of not being on any insurance, mm-hmm. right? Is that right? Uh, so then that goes to what you said to pay the insurance companies for the, what they're going to be missing with the mandate, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, the whole reason for the mandate was because Obamacare was essentially forcing insurance companies to cover a lot of shit that they weren't already covering. But so it was going to cost more. So the enticement for the insurance companies to embrace that system was Obama said, okay, we're going to make everyone fucking buy insurance. So all of these children, all of these younger people were supposed to now be insured, this in gi- this giant class that is traditionally uninsured in mass. Right. And that would overall keep healthcare costs down. Well, that would, you know, basically the, the point of insurance is to spread the, cross, the cost of, amongst everyone. Right. So that, yeah, the more people that are in there, the, the more people that are paying, the easier it is for that to be spread. Who, who is this plan bad for? Supposedly what I hear is that old people or retirees will go, the prices and deductibles will go way, way skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the AARP is against this. Um, as far as I can say, I know the AMA is against it as well. Mm-hmm. well uh, hold on, though. What are the other things that change? So that we, got, about, okay, yeah. we got the 30% uh, extra right, cost. Right. Uh, we have... Let's see. Uh, what else is there? I forget. <clears throat> Added to the bill as well, as far as I remember, tax is... Tax cuts? Yes, tax cuts for the rich. Oh, and oh, and Medicaid's uh, expansion's gone. Med, uh, the, the Medicaid expansion, exactly, will be cut as well. In 2020. Yes. And then, yeah. Yeah, and uh, by tax cuts to the Do rich. Do you know these things, Sean? Are you, like, po- probing us? Um, I am only vaguely aware I didn't study up, unfortunately, this oh, okay. week. So yeah, I, I am trying to ga- uh, uh, add my knowledge to yours and make a little uh, a nice it. stew, as you are a fan of. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, no, no, the... Um, the tax or the the what money for the rich or whatever tax cuts. Is, is that that that's what you're referring to is the um uh the re or the tax uh rebate for no there oh. is an there is an added provision in the bill okay that is just a tax cut for what <laughs> I don't know but well you said to the <laughs> rich about, yeah so, uh, okay well not, I I don't I honestly don't remember well there so, is I know no, no, the, there is the there is that act okay so there's probably more tax cuts than this but just one of them I know is that if you're a CEO of an insurance company making a five hundred thousand dollars or more you get a tax cut okay so there's okay. one that right. is like literally in the plan yeah, yeah there was it, a thing he was on like Fox he was on some Fox show today Paul Ryan that is and they asked him kind of or I think it was Tucker Carlson was saying you know why why is this in why have you also added this provision to it? Mm. And what the Ryan's Paul Ryan. Ryan actually the part the funny that part douche. was is Paul Ryan apparently like he, he you could he could visibly you could visibly see him gulp and he goes he goes um well it'll make it easier down the road okay I don't know what it, it is or what will be easier well, I guess more tax cuts yeah than one really of sure. the things I was hearing might possibly <laughs> it's Paul Ryan's wet dream 
everything that's happening right now is Paul Ryan's wet dream. That's why yeah. he doesn't give a fuck about Donald Trump but, or anything that's going on. Yeah, Wheeler said it's called Ryan Care. But uh, uh, they're trying to call it Ryan Care. They're trying to call it Trump Care. I'm trying to call it Acha. But you should choose to call it Trump Care. Uh, whatever. Anyway, go so ahead. I think if it's a good idea to call Trump Care. The speculation Branding before purposes. it happened was that uh, there would be a uh, basically tax rebate or some sort of um, uh, uh, non-taxable uh, ability of your insurance premiums. Is that what has gone through as well? The, the premiums? Yeah. So the uh, the idea was that you'd be able to, uh, to basically declare your premiums as a tax write-off. Right. That, that, that is part of this complaint that you have essentially that money is going to the rich no oh okay i don't have a complaint one way or the other I, gotcha. i'm just adding that you asked what else was in it i said there was a tax provision in there that is supposed to, that is cutting it you implied that it was for the rich and not it just was for, that's what okay. i'm saying it's, that, it is a very specific like tax cut to the okay god damn it i'll fucking look it up i thought that's what you <laughs> idiots were fucking doing son of a bitch well if i can go on the medicaid thing for a little while I, I just don't understand why anyone would go along with the medicaid or going or cutting medicaid and gutting it in 2020 it seems like all these states that voted for trump are all just a bunch of people on medicaid like you look at a map and i've seen a bunch of these on you know all over the internet where you know they look at the states that have the most people on medicaid and they're all trump states they're all red states and it's it's sad that these are the people that really did vote for him and they are totally gutting their own possible safety net if they ever become, you know, below whatever, $18,000 a year, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it just seems ridiculous to me. It's such a hypocritical way. No, unfortunately, this is, you know, news to me. I don't, uh, I didn't hear anything about its plans for Medicare moving forward. Medicaid. They are going to cut a, a oh, pretty good amount. Medicaid. Uh, Medicaid. Okay. So that is different. Um, Medicaid's poor people. Yeah. That is... I think Medicare is poor people. No, Medicare, Medicare. Oh, yeah, Medicare, Medicare is, is, Medicare is over right. 65. I, I just had this discussion there. <laughs> Old people, poor people. And people and poor people. Any, what, and young I, people are going to be kind of fucked too, I think, supposedly. They're going to have to pay a lot more too in their premiums. Well, again, I mean, that's because just, the, the mandate's out. So here's the thing know, if you're not is, healthy, I think it's also what, this, what Trump Care doesn't do. It doesn't do what anything it supposedly is supposed to help. The problems with Obamacare were one, the premiums were going up. We heard that from Megan clearly. And mm -hmm. also, uh, lack of choice of your doctor or, whatever, or insurance companies. Right. And she was complaining about it as well. Um, and that this seems to be not solving either of those problems. In fact, it's exacerbating both of those problems. Yeah, I mean, there, there <clears throat> many many critics of the bill are calling it essentially just a huge um, a, a, a version of a tax of a tax cut, more or less. It's it, you know it, it it's basically just a weird way to to cut taxes for. I think the the only upside I can potentially see coming from this is that it is basically built around enticing the insurance companies to come back into the system. So a big reason that so many of the premiums have gone up is because the insurance companies were just losing money on things. So they weren't able to, to properly amortize based on the projections that they were receiving from the Obama uh, encampment about how many people would be enrolling in their plans. Right, so for sure. It just wasn't fiscally um, uh, uh, viable for them to continue with that in the way that it was. Right. So I, I'm not saying that this was a good plan. I'm saying this plan is most likely built around keeping those insurance companies <coughs> solvent. No, for sure. Exactly. And I mean, again, once again, they're they're trying to infuse competition in the marketplace, et cetera, down the line. I mean, it's I, I understand what this bill is trying to do. I get it. It's, it's, um, a, it's, it's a small not... step and everyone wanted a fucking hammer, essentially. Well, exactly. Everybody either wanted to – well, the, once again, the problem was is that the, a, a large portion of Republicans 
ideologically do not think government has any place in healthcare. Period. They think it's just a it should be a privatized thing. So that's part of the problem. Is any bill yeah. that is that is that has to do with healthcare is automatically you know. I mean, a perfect example. Trump right now, I think, or it's either Trump or Pence is visiting uh, Paul Ryan, who Kentucky, was Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, it's who was Pence a, now. I think. I think so too. Yeah. Um, so he's visiting him to try to you know to to try to get him on board. It, uh, once again, it's but for this well, exact reason because of the fact that um, you, you know Paul Ryan is against it or not. I'm sorry, um, Paul, Rand Paul. I said Paul Ryan earlier too. Yeah, Rand Paul. Oh yeah, Paul Paul. I know Paul. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so well, I think an important point is is logistics here, and realistically, is this thing going anywhere? And to me, no. Fuck no. It doesn't seem like there's not even not even anyone on the right can agree about this, let alone the right and the left. So yeah. I just don't see this even it might pass the House. I don't see it passing the Senate. No way. So no, nah, it's way too rushed. It is, I mean, they they might force it through just because they're all Republicans and they want to do something. But I, it, it, I don't see it really having much leg. Well, supposedly they stayed up 17 hours last night or 17 hours straight yesterday and they um, and they and they went through two committees though i think the way 17 the hours way- man they must be tired yeah no shit <laughs> fuck <laughs> you 17 hours yeah, yeah. they're little bitches that's fuck barely fuck you that's that barely a day nothing. on set you haven't even driven that home yet that is fucking <laughs> nothing to pass this little bitch of a bill fuck and you and they're sitting man. there like getting the other- coffee like it's, it's pretty chill and fucking seriously too by the way like everybody was talking about how the fact that you know the aca was like oh it was a thousand pages nobody got a chance to read it's like that's your fucking job read the fucking bill i'm sorry like i've oh, read a dude. thousand page things like i understand it's not it's like don't 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 well, tell yeah, me that a smaller bill is necessarily a better thing to have as far as government's concerned. I mean, I, go ahead. What were you going to say, Sean? Oh no, that's um, one of my my biggest uh, gripes about the entire Obama administration. That was something that he promised in both of his campaigns was to make the uh, um, all of the bills public. Bef- what was it like two weeks before they were supposed to be uh, voted on? The ACA and- was the the. The bill was extremely public for a very long also, period of time. Also, he doesn't have control over all the bills. Well, I don't understand that. Uh, isn't that What's Congress? That? Right, right. But, the, I mean, that was one of the things that he— He's uh, not writing any bills? Uh, no, no, but um, that was certainly a campaign platform. Was it? But why is—I don't understand the problem. I mean, it was. I, there yeah. was it was it was available for everybody to read. Right, right. I, I don't I, think they all are. I, yeah. Are you sure they're not all, they weren't no, online? No, that's just a separate complaint. They're lazy oh, okay. fuckers as well. They're just <laughs> not doing their goddamn jobs for sure. But a big part of that was there was statements that a lot of them were saying things to the effect of, we need to pass it so we can find out what is in it. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they kind of vaguely put agencies in charge of things and let agencies fill in the rest of the uh, the legal or the rules that end up having to be passed. So the, it just kind of takes the the um, the governing governing away from the government. Yeah, I, I well, okay. Well, let's not let's also not forget. By the way, as a separate issue, Trump promised you know health tremendous health care for everyone. In yeah. That fo- in that nice Fox interview, he basically kind of <laughs> promised universal health care. Um, actually, not even basically. The, oh you know, yeah, it was a asked multiple again. Times. Are you multiple you know, times? He said yeah, this. I'm, even if I lose votes, it's fine. And, and once again, it's a and I I don't expect to hold him to that promise. It's fine. I get it's just something he just said because he just says shit. Which we'll probably end up doing what is happening next week because he's just going to say some more no, shit. No, but uh, here's what I know, though. They didn't just say repeal. They re- did repeal and replace many jillions of times. They have to replace it with something because they promised it. Whether it's this piece of shit bill they have now or some other bullshit bill later, they're going to have to try. Yeah. I mean, well, Trump's also current plan. Another possibility as far as Trump's plan is just to 
do nothing and allow Obamacare to fail. Right. Um, and and blame it on the Democrats. Which, which is dumb. Why is on it his dumb? part. Why do you think it's dumb? Because people won't blame the Democrats. Why don't you think people will blame the Democrats? Because, one, it, it, it could pass if it was just, you know, basically like if there were – there's going to be some Republicans who are going to be against this. Right. And those people are going to be voted out in 2018 if it's a big deal, you know, or – I don't know. Or the other people who don't. It depends. I guess it depends on the state. My point is, I think it's not—I don't think just the Democrats will be lay blame here. I think people can clearly see that this is Trump's thing. This is Paul Ryan's thing. Well, it's what they ran on for fucking eight years. It's what they've been talking about that, you know, or, you know, six at least, that Obamacare is an abomination and fucking— yeah, you know, like it, it needs to be destroyed, et cetera, et cetera. It's, this is the worst thing that ever happened. It's a lot easier to be fucking against things than to be for it. And so now, okay, they're the dog that caught the car, <laughs> getting dragged behind, fucking, yeah. you know, trying to figure out how to actually make this thing work. Where in the end, I, I think people are gonna say, pound for pound, well, okay, what do you got, guys? What yeah. do you got? So I th- I think sure, if it does, that. and the biggest problem too is that if it does fail, sure, you can blame it on the Democrats. But here's the problem. You're in power. You have the you have fucking both houses of Congress right. and the presidency. If it if it fucking fails and you know it's going to fail, figure something out right now because you have all the power. So do it and, ma- and make sure that it's better for everybody. And I, I don't care a fuck what it is, but hmm. you, you're balls in your fucking court, kids. I guess the question is, if this bill fails, and I do believe it will, uh, what will the next one look like? And or will they just give up or something? I don't know. I, I think they'll have to keep trying. They'll have to whittle it down to something. I, I mean, I get once again, it's Paul Ryan's wet dream is an Ayn Rand, an Ayn Rand utopian where mm. it's just fucking rich people figuring out, you know, paying, being able to rich. Everybody's able to everybody's rich because the rich people give money to everybody else and it all works out. Oh, that's essentially the plan. That's how it works. That's trickle Tri- down, trickle down, tri- trumped up, trickle mm. down. That's Paul Ryan's wet dream is fucking I am John Galt. Trickle down. The intellectual trickle head of the right wing. Exactly. Anyway, anything else to add or you think we're good? No, let's all get healthy. <laughs> My mom said go to the doctor. Twice, 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 once every two years. Once every two years after 35, I think she said. No, I think it was 20 or 30. Or 30. Or 20. No, that 30 at least. I'll ask mom. You guys just listen to her. You tell yeah, us. listen to the show. <laughs> it's true. The truth is I don't know, man. I just... I don't know, man. 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 I don't know, Are you just going to record even after the song? Let people listen? Sure. Fine. Fuck it. Okay. We, I do what I won't. We suck. We should have done more work. <laughs> um, like a triple deck. We meant to mention so many goddamn things that we didn't do it. Um, we'll save the best for last. But <laughs> we the, there's a lot. There are two things that are that right now are like memes going around uh, that they don't know as far as this current plan. They don't know the cost and they don't know how many people it will cover. Thus, they also don't know how many people are going to get kicked off the current plan. Um so maybe Nancy's right. Maybe they do just want everyone to die and everyone else can just fend for the, for yourself. So if you need $30,000 worth of chemo, you know, you can ask Jason Chavis how many fucking iPhones that is. Um, but 
there's more. Um, like I said, they don't know how it's going to cost, how much it's going to cost, and they also don't know where the money's going to come from um, because they do. Paul Ryan does have this little pie chart plan that Mr. Fa seems to understand. Talk to me. Oh, you want me to go through that now? Yes. So we just uh, observed Mr. Ryan going over his plan, and um, actually it it strikes me as uh, quite interesting and uh, a, a a new concept, certainly, as far as insurance is concerned. So the, the problem currently is that a, uh, a very large portion of medical bills are spent on a very small portion of the, uh, the populace. Those are the people essentially essentially with pre-existing conditions. So when we're talking about this pool, this is all the pool of people that are either in Obamacare or don't have uh, insurance at their job or something like that. So in this pool, you have a large amount of people that are paying very high premiums and not utilizing their services, and the majority of their premiums are going to pay for these high users. Um, if you guys listen, if anyone else out there listens to Dr. Drew, then you know that there is a very small portion of people that continually abuse the medical system. Uh, he was talking a while ago about a story about one lady who visited the emergency room some 435 times in a year, which meant she was going to multiple emergency rooms for the same issue and just racking up ridiculous bills. So the idea here with the Ryan plan, essentially, is that all of these people, these, these high users, are going to be excluded from the the standard insurance that the that everyone else is uh, in uh, taking part in, and they are going to be part of their own risk pool, which is then going to be subsidized by the state governments. So instead of us taking the money that we would throw at subsidizing this entire insurance plan, we aim that money. It's kind of you know uh, focused laser on the people that actually absorb the most of that money. Now, the, obviously, the problem that can come from that or we're mandating healthcare for the people that are sick and, you know, you get back to death panels and shit like that. But on its base level, it actually makes insurance insurance again because insurance doesn't work, like auto insurance doesn't work if you go and buy auto insurance after you've had a car accident. And that can't be a feasible way to do business. And that is the big problem that healthcare companies have right now is they are now forced to insure people that are already damaged and need to be fixed. And that makes them hemorrhage money, which makes them charge everyone else. So by removing these people from the standard insurance pool, we can charge everyone else premiums that are based on what those people are actually being using. And then those high high impact customers or whatever you want to call them are taken care of by these subsidized insurance risk pools within each state. Um, it's it's a really novel approach. It's a, It's actually kind of cool. I'm kidding. We're not going to play this yeah. song again. Uh, cool, man. I, so, yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about it in the upcoming months. Thank but you, it, Sean. Okay. Do you have a question? No, no, no. Whatever. We got it in the episode. Does it, I mean, does that make sense? I guess. I don't know if it really works out, if it, if it actually, the numbers work out. Oh no! Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, knows? the money. The, we don't know where the money's coming from. We don't know how it works. It's not an. It's, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's a novel approach. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I understand that it's. I understand that taking the pre-existing conditions people off. But it seems to me that healthcare isn't about just the people with pre-existing conditions. It's about the people who have to stay healthy and suddenly get sick. Right, right. but that's and where that other pool comes in. That's how it. That's it the becomes normal more manageable. That's what you buy. Pool. Yeah, I understand. But it, why, why? Okay, I get it. All right, well, let's just move on. I don't want to talk anymore. Okay. <laughs>
Because we'll get okay. into another half an hour here. Let's, let's go. We have nothing else to do. If you want to talk about it, you can. Do you have a question? No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm done. I, okay. I just, I, I don't, I don't want to see a lot of, a 10 million people are so kicked off insurance. I don't want to see Medicare, Medicaid gutted. I don't want to, at the risk of all this stuff of creating, yes, a high risk pool that might theoretically be good for the insurance companies. Yes, I understand that it's better for the insurance companies, but at the risk of what? 10 million people getting kicked off their insurance, old people paying a shitload more. Well, well, that, if, if they get that's kicked the off. Thing. Like and that, the if, if we are believing what Ryan says here, that is just liberal propaganda and spin because these if, people are going to fall into these new pools that are right. going to be created. I understand. If that plan follows saying, through, yes. I have another question about this. Is, sure. is if it's so amazing and if it's so perfect, why is he trying I'm to rush it through Congress? Not in saying six it's days? perfect at all. I'm saying it was a, if it a, works, a novel. If why won't, why won't they wait for the CBO estimates of cost? Why are they just ramming it through without hearing the actual bipartisan or nonpartisan people who are actually going to run the numbers on this? Well, because they're afraid of the numbers. They're yeah. I mean, the, right, the yeah, numbers the, the are going to be bad. Right, we haven't like, talked. Yeah. In once sorry, again, I went see, off on that. see, that's no. I think. Okay. Once again, in general, we fall into a little bit of a problem that is kind of systemic with the – I don't want to say libertarian or Republican mindset, um, but the, for the most part, a lot of conservatism and um, – God, what's the word? The, the sort of just just you a know, douchebag. It's cap- cool. No, 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 no. But but capitalist mentality, mm-hmm. right? Um, Free market. In sure, yeah. Let's say fair. Um, always falls under ideological. Um, oh, God damn it! Concepts over empathy. Not even so much over empathy. Um, it, it's, Practicality. Yes. Yeah. Or implementation. Yeah. It, exactly. All of the above. Exactly. Um, and I think that that's the problem. And sure, we could argue that it's untested and, and anything in theory always works out perfectly, but that's the problem. I think that Paul Ryan has a very specific ideology with how things ought to work mm-hmm. as far as government's concerned. And and once you try to implement it under practical circumstances, they don't always work. So the question right now is how much will it cost? Sure, maybe, maybe this kind of novel approach to um, health insurance – in particular, could work out beautifully, but what, we just don't know how much it's going to cost. And, well, also, what, and where cost, it's coming from? Where's well, the money and coming cost from? Yes. To, oh, yes. That's a huge question too. Cost exactly. to who? Yeah. Are we talking about cost to the government? Are we talking about cost to the people? Because based on what he explained, it seems like the cost of the people is going to go way down. Cost of the government might go way the fuck up. The though. cost of the people will go well, way down. What people? If, you can't just say. You know, you, you better break it down. By I age. mean, your your individual uh, your individual insurance policy based on a uh, you know, non-pre-existing condition. So the vast majority of people out there that go out and buy insurance are going to see a drastic reduction in their premiums. The people that actually now, need to utilize that read. insurance. I've read the opposite. I've read the premiums are going to skyrocket. I'm just going by what Ryan just told me. Now. I know, I understand. <laughs> but uh, again, I've seen a lot of these pie charts, not just pie charts, yeah. like these like these, like, these column charts, you know, where they're just showing like, you know, how old you are and what premiums you'll pay now under Obamacare and what premiums you'll pay under yeah. supposedly ACHA. But, and the ones for are, look ridiculous for when, when like when, you, when you're 60 years old, it goes crazy. It goes up to like fifteen thousand dollars for your. Premium. But we waited for the projections on Obamacare, and they proved to be drastically wrong. So I mean, I don't. Was it drastically wrong? Yeah, the the numbers of people that they uh, basically told the insurance companies would be forced to sign up for insurance was way out of the realm of what they actually ended up getting. You know That's the, the whole reason that? that it's failing. It's on its orders of magnitude. It's on the millions, but I don't know the numbers exactly. Okay. We might have even mentioned it in the episode. Um, anyway, so thanks for listening to our little three-parter here on healthcare. Um, remember to follow us at Politinkering if you aren't already. 
And uh, even though I said that already. Fallcast.com. And fallcast.com. Listen to all our other shows. And uh, we're going to go do a South Park. So won't you come down with us? I'm not going to play any of the songs. Maybe I'll play that one. That'll be fun. Are you guys sure that's everything? You don't have anything else? No, I was going to announce my Twitter. Should we do another editendum? We're going down on South Park. Come on, let's make some time. We're going down on South Park. We'll leave you feeling fine. Strap on those headphones. Blow worm into your brain. Once our lips reveal those tips, you'll never be the same. We're going down on South Park. You'll moan until you whine. We're going down on South Park. This is our final rhyme. That was our final rhyme. Oh, and when people talk about socialized healthcare, everyone says everyone loves Medicare, but the one thing they leave off of that statement is just about everyone hates the fucking VA. So, you know, two sides of the same coin. Trust your government. Seven part episode. Totes for real. <laughs> Who knew healthcare could be so complicated? Give me another one clean. You're not. Oh, okay. Who knew healthcare? Fuck you. Take three. Who knew healthcare could be so complicated? Nobody knew. Nobody knew healthcare could be so complicated.